Athlater Podcast, Jody Stripmatter joins us today. Thank you so much, first of all, for uh, for joining us. I know you're busy. I know you got camps going on and stuff like that. So taking a little bit of time to talk to us is really appreciated, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we know, I think everyone in the wrestling world kind of understands that that Young Guns has become the gold standard for wrestling clubs across the country. But I want, I'm curious to know about like the origin story, right? Like how, how did it, it can't just be you opened your doors and developed the best wrestling club in, <laughs> in the country. I don't think that it works like that. So give us the origin story of Young Guns Wrestling Club. Yes. Yeah, so I was, um, we graduated from Iowa. Um, so I was 125. Eric Jurgens was 133 pounder. So we're wrestling freestyle. It was one year postgraduate. Um, and Eric Jurgens came up to me one day and he's like, Hey, I have an opportunity to start a club in Michigan. Would you be interested in going with me? And really there was very, very limited clubs at that time. Um, there was only a few in the country. Right. So I, I really didn't know what he meant or what it was, but I, I you know, I, I was still wrestling freestyle and I was starting to have some uh, success. So one year after I graduated, I was in the U S open finals and I lost, um, to Teague Moore. So I, I was right there. I was knocking at the door. But, um, you know, back then there wasn't a whole lot of financial, you know, backing and you didn't know if you're going to get, um, you know, your, your paycheck to even make rent and stuff like that. So, sure. uh, and I, I, you know, fighting injuries, I was wrestling 121, which was a, you know, a really, really big cut for me. And so it was just a lot of things like that. And, you know, so initially I said, no, you know, I really want to stay in Iowa city and keep training. And he's persistent. He was my roommate, you know, and he was telling me about it and, you know, what all was going to, um, you know, entail. In, in so. You know, one day, I don't know if I was injured or if I was having a hard time making weight. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. So we packed up everything and we moved to Hesperia, Michigan, just a really, really tiny, small town in Michigan. And we started a club. And the first day there, there was about 10 kids, you know, and it just kept slowly growing and growing and growing. And the first couple of months, that's just what it was. It was called a wrestling club. We didn't have a name for it or anything. Uh, and, you know, we went out to eat. We're like, hey, if we're going to keep doing this. You know, we're going to have to open up a bank account. We're going to have to get a name for this. So. Crazy talk. Let me, let, let's crazy talk. Just an LLC. Just hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> so, it's, so, I mean, this is 21 years ago. Um, and we went out to eat and we just started throwing names around. And that night, Young Gun stick, stuck. And, you know, that's how kind of we started it. Uh, and I, I love what we what we were doing, um, helping kids and um, it was never about being the best club or anything like that. It was like we were one of the first ones ever. And it was just like you truly enjoy helping kids, uh, like super passionate about wrestling um, and super passionate about helping kids. And and I loved it, but I missed being, you know, in home in Pennsylvania. So I was like, you know, what? I, I love this club thing, but I can do this back home. So that's whenever me and Eric moved back to Pennsylvania. He spent about a year here also. And then he was kind of the same thing. He loves club. And he moved back home to, um, you know, be with his family. And it kind of, it worked um, also business-wise for the club, you know, to kind of start branching and spreading it out a little bit. Um, and so he's still in, in Iowa in the Quad Cities doing Young Guns, and, and we're here. That's um, that's interesting. But he, here's here's what it is to me, man. It is very obvious that there is, there's something going on with the way that you bring kids through the sport. What do you think you're doing? And, and again, I, you know, you can 
you can say, oh, well, you're in Western PA and you're in wrestling country and it's really easy to get. But that's there's there's more to it than that. There's more to it than that. What are you doing to develop so many high level kids on a consistent basis? Right. Like, that's not easy to do, Joe. Yeah, uh, that, that's a great question. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that. Um, I, but I think that the the number one thing that that um, you know I try to do, my brother tries to do, is just to get the kids to fall in love with the sport. Like anybody can teach a single leg, right? A- anybody can teach a, a bar. I'm like, can you get the kids to fall in love? Like they, they, they don't have to go to practice. They can't wait to go to practice. And that's when we know that we got something really, really good. Um, you know, and I think that's, it's not easy, but that's our number one job as coaches to like, when they fall in love with it, you know, when they walk out the doors, you know, that you're still in, in a great place. You know, when they walk in the doors, it's easy. You're they're right in front of you. They're obviously they're going to work hard. doesn't matter if they're good or not. They're going to work hard for their coach. But when they walk out the door and you know that they still can't wait to get um, a strength session in, or they're going to break down film, they can't wait to keep, you know, learning that's whenever you got something really special. And I think that that's been the key over the years is, you know, just, um, you know, trying to help them fall in love with it because you have a lot of, and, and everybody does it differently in parents. I think they, their goal is to try to help their kid, but sometimes it's done in the wrong way and they force them into hating the sport because they, you know, they do it the wrong way or they go about it. They, they push, push, push without the kid loving it at that time. And then, you know, there's pushback and, and you don't get the, the results that you want like long-term. So you fall in love with it and you can't spend enough time doing what you love. Right. That's true. But parents are crazy and parents in Western PA specifically are crazy, real crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. how, yeah. Do, you, how do you mitigate that, crazy. man? I, I think the more time that they spend around us, you know, and they see that we really care about the kids and their futures. And um, again, the parents are going to push and, um, and that's, that's not a bad thing either. You know, like whenever the parents are really, really pushing and trying to help the kids. Um, but again, I think there's a really, really fine line there, you know, and all of our best kids, their parents push them, you know, pretty dang hard. Um, but in a way that the kids respond, you know, and then I think that there's that time also, as you start getting older, that it's important for the parents maybe to step back and the coaches start to have a little bit more of a role, um, and I think that that's and, and it, the cool thing is that every kid is different and every kid responds sure. differently. Um, so sure. I think that I, I don't want to put all kids in one bubble right now. That's not true. You no, know, so many. It's impossible to but, do that, right? Yeah, it's impossible because some kids are just yeah. Some kids are just super motivated and they respond to the the stick. Right. Yeah. They don't respond to the to, to the carrot at the end of it. They respond to the actual right, yeah. stick. And that's fine. There's something to that. I will say this though. I don't you know what knowing your kid is important, right? So but I will say I overheard a conversation with a parent and John Myers not too long ago. And Coach Myers said to the dad, what weight is your kid gonna wrestle? And I guess he's just so conditioned to having the parents have input on this type of stuff. But he he was floored when the dad was like, I don't care. <laughs> Ask yeah. them. Like, and yeah. I walked up to the guy and I raised his hand. I was like, winner, you win. You yeah. shouldn't care. <laughs> like, this is right, yeah. not, 
Or you, you are a facilitator. You are a ride to practice. And you are, you feed them and that is, you know, and you hug them when they win and you, you know, hug them when they lose. I think, I think the sport is going in that direction. When we were kids, it was way worse than it is now. But I think guys like you and guys like the other coaches in the PNL are helping facilitate that change with, with professionalism in youth coaching because I gotta tell you, Jody, it was I've seen some things and I know you've seen some some things yeah, right. in this sport that are that that I'm not proud of. Honestly, I'm just I'm j- truly not proud of. So so right. what would you say to a, a a new club coach in an area of I don't know, Oklahoma, where wrestling is important and dad probably right. wrestled and and mom knows the sport? And what would you say to that coach? to help him deal with the interesting conversations that he's going to have to have with parents. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess again, every coach and every, and that's, what's cool about it. even the PNL. I think we go about it a little bit differently, each one of sure. us, but with the best intentions of the kids. And, and that's cool. Again, that parents do the same thing with their, with their wrestlers, that they're going to go about it a different, a little bit different here and there. And there, again, there's that fine line to walk. And it's, it's so cool. I have a, a nine-year-old daughter and an eight-year-old son now that they're wrestling. So I'm going through it as a father also. Um, and it's just been incredible. Um, but there's, I don't know, there's that fine line because I know what you're saying. There, there's the push, push, push. And then there's the, there's the also like, hey, coach, it's my birthday. I'll see you next week. I'm not going to, like, that, that doesn't fly. You want to be good or you not want to be good. Like, you can still go to practice and work your butt off and then go enjoy, you know, your birthday after or in between another session. So there's that fine line to walk. If you want to be great, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot and give up a lot and be very, very consistent in your life. Um, you know, but still also have a life and, and be social and be respectable in school and, and things like that. So um, there's that fine line to walk and, and you know, you get too far away from it and it's going to have a lot of hard time finding success. You start crossing it and you start, you know, wanting to quit. So um, just trying to find that line and that balance of being committed, being tough, being consistent, but also um, knowing your limits and also your longevity is the important thing. You're not trying to win an Olympic title at nine years old, you know? So um, just building into that. You talk about kind of getting kids to, you know, fall in love with the sport. What are what are some ways that you guys go about doing that at Young Guns? Now that's a great question. I we read books. We will read a chapter. Like you know, um, tonight at the end of the day, we're going to grind hard all day long, and tonight we're going to read two chapters of a book. You know, and and put that into real life things. Um, I think having role models means everything, and I think that's really really important that our younger kids want to be like. Um, you know, the older kids and I, and I tell a story one with um, a kid named Nick Roberts and he was a phenomenal wrestler and he's passed away now, um, but he was a phenomenal wrestler and he made the world team and excellent. I brought, what's that? He pissed excellence. Do you remember yeah, his post, his oh, post of Fargo? It's the greatest post Fargo interview ever, ever, ever. It was phenomenal. He, he, Sorry. He made, he, God bless he made a couple him. bucks on that. Yeah. He made I'll a bet. Um, I'll bet. Sorry. Go so, ahead. so he made a world team. And we were, it was the spring. And so um, we did a free freestyle clinic. We were trying to get kids interested in freestyle. Um, this is years ago. And um, so I brought Nick up and he's wearing his United States, um, you know, world team singlet. You know, and he has all of his gear 
Um, you know, and I'm telling the kids about how good he is and where he just went overseas and wrestled. And there's a kid in the front row who had never wrestled freestyle in his life. Um, and that kid, you know, at the end of the session, uh, his dad calls me. He's like, Jody, you know, my son is so excited about freestyle. He can't wait to wrestle his free first freestyle match. Like, thank you so much for bringing in Nick. That was incredible. You know, that young kid was Spencer Lee. You know, Spencer Lee then does his thing. Win world title, world title, world title. There's a young kid sitting in the front row. You know, dad, I want to be just like Spencer Lee. I want to win a world title. You know, a couple years later, Bo Bassett won a world title. So it's so important to have great um, leaders and mentorship. You know, it's so important. Jason Nolf used to always, you know, in his off go, go grab a young kid. And that would just like, you know, brighten that kid's day so much. So I think having uh, role models and having um, people to look up to is really, really important. Um, talking about it all the time, just enjoying the sport, enjoying challenges. No one likes to lose. No one likes to get in, but love the challenge. You know, when you're on your back in practice, love that challenge, love that, you know, that opportunity that you have that, to try to get off your back. Um, and we've all got pinned in our careers and our lives. Um, so enjoy that, embrace it and, you know, kind of move forward. So I think just talking about it a lot, um, you know, loving the process instead of just loving to get your hand raised, you know, cause you can, you can wrestle like a coward and back up and still get your hand raised, you know, occasionally, I guess. Or, you know, yeah. you can go out there and wrestle like a warrior, you know, and sometimes lose. But loving the process of that. And I think that's really, really important, you know, not being afraid to get scored on and things like that. So and it's so cool. As a coach, I still learn. I, I still learn from these kids all the time. You know, you'll come in and, you, you know, that a kid's doing something you're like that. That won't work at the next level. Well, you know, it, it, it can, it can, you know, if, if you do it the right way, it can. So as a coach, I, I'm still learning 21 years later as a club coach, I'm still learning every day. And so it keeps me uh, on my toes and I enjoy it. Who's the best. Who, all right. You've had, you just, nah, no, no, hold on, hold on. Oh, gonna, I'll, 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 I'll funnel it into right. who's the, the, the freakiest athlete that you've ever mm. had in your room. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. My goodness, I, there are so many. Oh man, if I start naming names, you know, Jason Nolf, he like for someone like he, he went at it just such a unique way, yeah. you know. So you'll see some kids like at practice. Um, say you have a two-time state champ, you know, mm -hmm. and he's really, really good. And a kid who has never qualified goes up to them and says, "Hey, you want to go this go?" And I've seen it before where the two-time state champ's like, oh, "No, you're not good enough," and they'll go find someone. We're like Nolf. It didn't matter who he, he would go with a first year wrestler. He'd go with a college wrestler, you know, mm -hmm. a, a kid who was better. And if he went with the first year wrestler, he was trying brand new things the whole time. And he would give up takedowns on a first year wrestler. He was so unique in his approach. Like he didn't wow. care. He just wanted to get in positions and keep learning them. You know, he was so, where Spencer Lee, if he got scored on at a practice, he was so upset. His dad would call me later and he'd like, you know, Larry, Larry would be like, Jody, what, what happened to Spencer? He, he, you know, he said he had the worst practice of his life. And I'm like, Larry, he, he scored like 2000 points. He gave up one takedown the entire practice. He's like, he is so mad at himself right now, you know? So it's just different, totally different approaches, you know? And, and I, and I, I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong. Obviously they work for each, each of them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he, it's been so fun over the, like the 21 years of, of coaching. And obviously it started very, very, um, you know, at, at, in Michigan, but even even that group, I said we, we started with ten kids, and then it like just kept growing and growing. Mm -hmm. In that group, our first year was Cam Simon as a sixth sixth grader. 
you know, he ended up becoming an NCAA champion for Cornell. Like, yeah, he did. Let's talk about in Michigan, and and he was he was raw at that time, um, but he just kept working and working and working and working, and you know, credit goes to him and, and um, you know all the work that he put in. But yeah, it, we, we've had, we've been blessed with a lot of really 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 good kids that you know to come through. And right now, you know, you can't ask for a better leader than Bo Bassett um, no. on and off the mat. He's just such a good kid, and my son looks up to him so much and. Um, he does an awesome That's, job. That is nice, man. So it, it's, <clears throat> it is a, a luxury to have pictures on the wall. Yeah. That's, that's one thing, right? Because we have a lot of pictures on the wall. Right. Of guys who have won state titles and stuff like that in Poway. And that's wonderful. It's a luxury, okay? Um, no. It's it's a luxury of, uh, and it's a fruit of, of the efforts of the, the town and the, and the institution. However, having a Bo Bassett who has world titles in the room, not just a picture on the wall, yep. this kid is in the room. Talk to me about what that does to elevate the young kids in the room. Yeah, and, and that's what I was saying before, like finding that role model. And, and like for my, say my son, he loves the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Like he loves them. And he got an autograph at um, training camp where TJ Watt, like, walk by him, boom, sign, on. You know what I mean? Where you don't get to talk to him. You don't get to, like, no. where Bo Bassett or Jason Nolf, like, at Thanksgiving, you know, he'll just roll through here at a practice, and he'll roll with the kids. Like, now, nah, like, instead of getting a quick autograph in, like, two seconds with, like, a superstar, you know, the superstars of wrestling, they'll, they'll you know, they'll give back. And that's in all areas of the country. But, yeah, okay. we're very lucky. We'll, we'll have, like, kids like that where Jack's Forrest – um, you know, Jojo's working out, my son working out the other day and Jack's force comes right up beside him. And Jax was his partner. Then the next 20 minutes of like strength and conditioning, little workout uh, to have that is super, super important. Like, again, that I want to be like you, like, you know, like, Hey, he's human. He's, he's having fun doing it. Like I'm 10 years younger. I, I can have fun doing it and work hard too. So sure. Yeah. How big of a difference do you think that it makes to, you know, like Mike said, not just have these role models that you can look to, but like you can actually reach out and touch them and have a conversation with them. How big of an impact do you think that's had on your club? Yeah, I know I do. And, it, and it's been years and years and years and years that, and, and obviously year one, we didn't have that, you know, so what we <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you have to build that. It doesn't yeah, come right gotta, away. <laughs> yeah. You started it. And, and I'm not saying that, um, that if we didn't have it, we, you know, the kids couldn't be good. I still think that they, you know, you have to keep doing it and talk the right way and helping the kids. But um, once you build that and now you have generations of kids that are coming back and, and giving back, we'll have a Christmas Eve practice where all the college kids are in, in this room on Christmas Eve in the morning at eight o'clock in the morning, they'll all come back that, you know, they're home for Christmas break. Um, so it's, it's really cool to see the kids come back and, you know, they're all over the country right now and, um, and even graduated, you know, over the years. So, yeah, I, I do think it's really, really important that um, that we have those kids, and I'm obviously blessed, um, you know, to be able to coach them, and you know, now become really, really close friends with them. Um. Okay. Let's get back to the the coaching aspect, though. Okay. So yeah. it's uh, it's November. It's the end of November. Somewhere around January or late January, early February, most of these kids are not loving life. They are not loving the sport. There is a lull in everyone's wrestling season. How do you 
talk to these kids and and get them excited about the sport get them excited to win get them excited to train get them excited to get the weight off how do you deal with those mid-season kind of lulls that you get now i get it it's a, it's a little different as a club coach than it would be for say a high school coach but you still have to deal with it i remember being a club coach going these kids don't want to do shit today. They just don't want to be here today. So how do you deal with that type of mentality and that type of energy level in the room? Mm, I hope not. I, I, I don't know. You know, you know I'm going to be hundred percent honest, Mike. I, I, that thought, that thought has never crossed my mind and I don't let it. I like, I come in with energy. These kids come in and maybe at home they don't want to come, but once they get around mm. the other like, like, like-minded kids, I'm telling you, our, our practice is energy. It's fun. Like, not fun as in playing dodgeball, but, like, the kids, they enjoy it. They, they really, really do. And, and it, maybe if it's all about weight cutting, you know, mm. and, and I hope not. I hope not. But I, I don't know. That, that To be honest, that, that thought's never crossed my mind, and I haven't seen it with my own eyes. Like, I, I'm not saying that I'm blessed in some wrestling room that's all happy and fun. <laughs> no. That's not true. But – but I, I don't know. As a coach, I guess I, I, you know, I have to bring the energy. I, I have to, um, you know, set that standard. But again, I, I feed off the kids too. Like I'm telling you, you go to a practice with Bo Bassett in the room, and he makes you a better coach. Like he makes you like. There's nowhere in the world that I would rather be than right here, like helping and coaching you. And that's what we that's have. Awesome. Like we have a lot of really, really good kids who, um, who, you know, set the standard. And I think that's contagious, right? Like you have a a contagious room that, um, that the leaders and the kids want to be like those, those kids that are winning, um, you know, like the Vincenzo Josephs, the Michael Kemmers and those kids, like, you know, the young kids want to be like them. And so, um, I I don't know, I'm not saying that doesn't ever come in that burnout or, or like, but as a coach, like I talk about it nonstop, like to love this time of year, this is the, this is what we train. This is what we live for. Like as a wrestler, what we live for, like. You know, to, you know, to be, love the pressure, to want to be in the pressure. The opposite is being in the stands. There's no pressure in the stands, you know. So love to be in the quarterfinal. Like, it's going to be pressure, but enjoy that. Love that. Um, and thrive that's great. That. That's, dude, that's amazing. That's, that's such a great answer, too, because one of the things I would do is just overcompensate. I'm like, all right, we're throwing, th- we're going all upper body today. We're just going to start chucking people. Let's go. You know, and, and you see them change, right? You see them change. Cause yeah, look, it, there are, there are points where if, if I see them drill, forget about them, right? If I see them drill a high crotch to a double one more time, I'm just going to puke. It's just like, <laughs> it's enough, right? like yeah. enough already. Um, yeah. but you got to do it, right? Everybody knows you got to do it. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to kind of change things up, uh, as, yeah. as the season kind of drags on. Cause look, let's be honest, right? It's, it's probably way more beneficial for them to have high energy and be excited to be in the room than it is for them to drill one more high crotch double than, yeah. you know, than, and, than and, they did yeah. before. And, and a little bit of difference for me. So I've never done, um, like a high school coaching job where I see the same kids Monday, Tuesday, mm. Wednesday, Thursday, you know what I mean? So how Young Guns works is like, say we have practice like in Johnstown. So I'll be mm. there Monday and then John would be there the next day, you know, Tuesday, Thursdays. I'm in Murraysville one day and John's in Altoona one day. So I only see the kids like one time a week, you know, and then mm. I get a different kids and the kids are getting a different coach. So that, that might be a little bit different for me. I'm only seeing them sure. two to three times a week, you know, and sometimes you'll get kids to travel like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'll do multiple practices with you. 
but I'm only seeing the kids like one time a week or two times a week. And John's going to see them one or two times a week. Um, so a little different than like, like you were saying, like, Hey, if we're going to practice high crotches Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like, you know, you get sick of it. So club it yeah. for club is different for us. And then even for us, I know we do it different, like than pinnacle um, or, or, or even asking, you know, like I, I bounce from the different clubs and John does, you know? And so we see the different kids throughout the week and, um, so it's just a little bit different that way, I guess. But I see what you're saying. You talked about the kids setting the tone. Um, I don't imagine that that was always the case with you guys. How do you go about kind of building from maybe you have to bring all the energy and all the juice to practice to somebody else is taking it and, and bringing it for you? I guess it was just natural as far as like it was never, never anything planned. Um, obviously, whenever I was um, 23 years old, you know, it was much, much different. I was wrestling with the guys all the time. Eric was wrestling. Now at 45, my neck hurts. You know, Bo, Not he's so getting too strong. Yeah. Yeah. So um, th those kids are getting, you know, to be really, really good and, and strong. So um, now, I, I, you know, as a coach, you bring those guys up as examples. And um, you're still passionate. You're still, you know, the way you talk, the way you, you know, uh, I guess, motivate the room and, and coach the whole room is still with a ton of energy but maybe not as much, uh, you know, when you're going live, I, I, I don't go live, you know, with the, with the boys anymore. I cannot blame you on that one. These boys come from my head. I'm telling you, Laird Root wants to take my head off every day. Um, <clears throat> okay, so what is next for Young Guns? I mean, like, how many, how many, how many different locations do you guys have? And where, where do you see this thing going? in five years seven years ten years um yeah that's a great a great question i i don't know like as far as um in pennsylvania you know we have uh four locations so we murraysville which is closer to pittsburgh you know we have our Johnstown close location altoona um and then we have this one right here that i'm at today um so we have four locations uh, we practice monday through thursday um and then we have some um you know Obviously, we have the the one I talked about. Also, Eric Jurgens one runs the one in the Quad Cities. So, and then we've uh, franchised. So we have a couple of new ones. Um, we have one in Nashville that's just doing awesome with Mike Hatcher, um, and we have a couple other ones that are smaller and just starting up. Um, but as far as you know, the the one that I can talk about here in Pennsylvania, you know, we're kind of right at the, you know, kind of what we like. It's um, you know, four locations. They're all within an hour of my house. You know, a couple or 30 minutes one the wednesday practice is nice i get to walk right across my yard and come over here into this building um so that's really really nice tuesday you know i have an hour drive to, to murraysville pittsburgh location and an hour back and i i don't get back to about 11 30 at night um after all the practice like we have a double practice for young kids and then the older kids um so it's really nice then on the next night that i just walk across my yard over here and, and we practice here um but yeah I mean, really it just the exact same as the, the first day we started, like, you know, how can we help the kids today? And it's cool because, again, I before I was driving practice myself, you know, and I'd be maybe on the phone with a couple of dads here and there. And now I got my son and my daughter in the back backseat, um, you know, and we travel practice. My wife comes and, and we kind of go to tournaments as a family and go to practice as a family. And it's really, really fun. Um, you know, they're playing video games and reading books in the back and um, just being able to travel the country with them. I took my son to Super 32 this year. Um, and again, it, you know, my son doesn't know, like, he just thinks they're like kind of his older buddies, but like Jason Knowles there and Jason grabs them, you know, and he's having fun with them, you know, like these guys, he doesn't know that these kids are like real, like superstars of the sport. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, yeah I, that's, that's a good a thing, question. though. I, I, that, no, that's a good yeah. thing, though. That's a that's that's yeah. the way it should be. The kids, you know, <clears throat> when Kendall Cross and and Frank Chimizo come up to my son and they're you know they're wrestling with him before events, yeah. he just thinks it's normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just like, oh, it's Kendall. Yeah, Duh. okay. Yeah, yeah no problem. Yeah, but that is a, that's a nice thing, though, dude. That's kind of the way it. And and again, there's I I kind of struggle with that part of the sport sometimes. Sometimes I feel like we're almost too approachable, right? Like we we haven't built our superstars up well enough where they're so approachable that that like any kid can just walk up to Jordan Burroughs at a youth tournament now because Beacon is wrestling. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And just get a picture or get time with him or get, and, and it's, I mean, JB's probably the greatest to ever do it. Right. right and yeah. like, if I don't know, give that a name for baseball, whatever it is for baseball or football or whatever, you don't get that type of opportunity. Um, so there's, there's pros and cons to that. Um, but what if, if you could change anything about the, well, before we get to our magic wand question, but if there's something that you would have done differently coming up as a young club owner, what do you think it would be? Yeah, really. I, I mean, I truly, I, I, I don't know. I, I really wouldn't change it because I've made mistakes and it's like wrestling, sure. you know, like, you know, whenever you make mistakes, it makes you better. You know, mm. So I, I, I'll say this, one of the things that I struggle with and I still struggle with is social media. Like I love being in the room. I love helping the kids, but I don't, I, I struggle like saying like, like, look how awesome you are. Yeah, yes, I get it. Yes. Like, oh, I you know, get it. Yeah. I, and I, or, or even like, you know, I, we used to have camps and, and a, and a guy came up to me and was like, this is the best kept secret in the world. Like your camp. I'm like, wow. Well, I, I, I don't want that. I, I want kids to know about it. I want kids to come. Like, I don't want, so I, I've tried to do a little better job of like, you know, social media marketing and, and in Pennsylvania um, doing that. But um, I, I would say that's my, my biggest challenge as a coach is trying to stay up with the times of social media and it's always sure. changing and evolving and getting better. And um, just things that we're trying to work on, you know, man, for uh, somebody with, what do you have? Four, five, six, six locations and no marketing. You're uh, doing a pretty good job over there. <laughs> Word of mouth is a son of a gun. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll um, have young gun shirts on and they've came to a camp or they went to, uh, you know, something. And so, like you said, they'll represent, you know, by wearing T-shirts, sweatshirts, that kind of stuff. And like you said, word of mouth. And uh, hopefully, you know, there's a young guns kid out there right now today at a tournament getting a pin and someone's asking what young guns is what does that process look like of, of setting up new facilities and and making that decision like hey we need to open a new one like an hour away you know a, a couple years ago we had we actually had a couple more um and it just got to be too much it was too much driving it and i feel bad because i still get calls and texts and emails today like hey we ever come back to our area um, and now I have two young kids. And so it gets to be harder and harder, um, those longer drives that I was doing. Um, but it, it, I guess, again, it's natural. It's like back in the day, it was um, we I live in Evansburg, Pennsylvania. And it was that's where we had we had one location whenever Eric Jurgens and I moved back here. And we had a lot of kids coming from the Pittsburgh area. Um, and Dan Magalutis came, called me one day and said, hey, you know, would you ever um, consider coming down to Murraysville? And that's how we got into Murraysville is you know, Nico Magalutis' father called us and 
and asked us, invited us if we would go down to Franklin Regional. And geez, what an amazing opportunity that's been in Franklin. You know, you've had Michael Cameron, Spencer Lee, and, and um, you know, all, all those kids who have come through Franklin Regional. Um, you know, they've, they've done it. Obviously, Nico and Spencer just wrestled each other in the Bill Farrell tournament. And, um, but they came from that same high school, you know, Nico Magalutis and Spencer, Michael Cameron, J uh, Josh Shields, Josh Maruka, Tyler Smith. Um, you know, they all Jeez. came from Devin, Devin Brown, you know, all came from that one high school. And, you know, all, they all won high school state titles. So, um, but yeah, that, that was the room that we got in then. And um, you know, there's been a lot of really, really, really successful kids who have come down through that, that uh, location. But what is it? But what is the, the actual nuts and bolts look like? Do you look for like so you you said Murraysville you run the the club out of Franklin High School is that correct so, or do you look for smaller spots that are like private so yeah so up until COVID we were in high schools we're not in any high schools right now post COVID we're not in any high schools we're on all private facilities so mm. prior to COVID yes we were in Franklin Regional's high schools room so um, you know they would be getting done with practice uh, five thirty five forty five. And we would be coming in with our youth group, six to seven thirty. Those kids then at five thirty, Michael Kemmer and you know the Spencer Lee kind of kids, they would go home, you know, get a bite to eat, um, and then at seven thirty they would be come back right in that wrestling room and they would go through their club practice, um, and that's all season long. Again, I know some clubs are different, like they only come in the off season or you know, um, mm -hmm. but uh, we've had a really, really, really committed group that they would go to their high school practice, go home, eat. You know, boom. Jason Nolf talks about it that he would, you know, go home and then get in the car with his dad, study the whole way because his he's just an amazing kid. He wanted to be the valedictorian and the number one ranked wrestler in the country. So he'd study the whole way to Young Guns for an hour. You know, get out, eat in the car. You know, get out, practice hour, study all the way back. Um, hour, you know, get home at eleven o'clock at night, do it all. Uh, how do you go about finding coaches to to kind of? coach at all these locations is that something that you're kind of traveling and doing that all at yourself or how do you kind of ensure yeah. the quality of, of your teaching so it's it's me and my brother for the for the most part it's me and my brother john um does most of the teaching um so john was a he was a national champion at pitch on sound um and again you you won't find a, a more passionate like his heart is into every practice kind of a coach again he inspires me as a coach he's just always into it he loves it so much um, so it's pretty awesome. So John does one practice. I do the other. And then we have a lot of dads that wrestled. Um, Brian Capusta was a three-time NCAA champion for North Dakota State. Uh, Larry Homan was a multiple-time All-American for Pitt Johnstown. Ryan Barr, Bill Bassett, you know, he is into it 100% every day. Um, you know, and maybe he didn't have the background as some of the other collegiate wrestlers. But now he, there's no one that puts more time into it that is in the room that is researching it and is traveling the country and seeing the techniques out there. Um, so we have a lot, a lot of coaches like that who kind of maybe I, I assist, um, you know, whenever I'm not there or John's not there, they step in or when we are there, you know, they're in the room um, right beside us helping each other, you know, helping the kids. So, um, so really, um, you know, it, I said, it's not five practices in one night, you know, or four practice. It's, it's right. two practices in one night. If I'm at one, my brother's at the other. Um, yeah, that's how we run that. That's pretty awesome. Okay, let's start getting to some uh, some quick questions here. Jody, sure. what is the best wrestling shoe ever made? Well, you know, we're, we're sponsored by Rudis now, so um, I, I'm definitely going to – I'm 100% Rudis all in with them. And, and um, you know, I, I've, I've had a couple pairs so far, um, but I'm a huge, huge fan. Love them. 
Uh, I, I just got the JBs and I love them. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I got a pair of those myself. Um, all right. If there's a, if you have a magic wand and you can wave a magic wand and change one thing about the sport of wrestling, what would it be? Mm. Oh man. You know, sometimes I say, I wish we were freestyle year round, uh -huh. but I love folk style wrestling so much. Uh -huh. mm. I would say, geez. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> you oh, got me. Yeah. oh, I got you. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I guess again, it was just, it would just be that what we talked about initially, like, hey, to, I, again, I know that parents, you know, they want the best for their kid, but just, you know, that kind of help them, you know, sometimes the, the ones that maybe didn't accomplish or didn't even participate in the sport and they don't know what it's truly like, you know, to, to go mm -hmm. through it. And, and wrestling is brutal to go through. Um, to, so just kind of, you know, have that knowledge of what it takes and, you know, to maybe you don't have to you win an NCAA title funny next about that, you know what the, You know what's funny about that, though? Here's what kind of bugs me. Oh, boy. I, those dads that never wrestled and then are overzealous with their kids, there's nothing stopping them from wrestling. They can strap up. Like, they, like I would give them a <laughs> pair of shoes. You want to go get a job in? Let's go, bud. Like, you think it's yeah. easy? You're screaming, get up, get up, get up. Yeah. Like, this ain't easy, bud. Like, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I have no problem taking a dad off into the corner and or introducing him to the sport. How about that? Yeah. Um, all right. Last one. Last one. Who is on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling? Well, um, you know, obviously I went to Iowa, so I, I love the Gable. I love the Brands Brothers. Um, they were they were what I said before, like my son looks up to these kids. That's who I looked up to whenever I was a kid, so I'm putting them on. I love John Smith. Um, you know, and again, okay. I, I know sometimes maybe you think like Iowa, Oklahoma State hate each other, and, and hey, maybe some do, but I, I love John Smith. I think he's incredible. He helped me a lot when I was a young kid, and um, – yeah, he's definitely on it. Kel Sanderson un undoubtedly is on that um, four-time undefeated. Um, you know, so yeah, th those are definitely on there. And I hope. Oh, so wait, hold on a second now. Hold, hold I on. Hope hold that on. You went five. Young you... Guns kid. I hope okay, five. But hold on, on hold yet. on, though, Jody. You gave five. You can't. Brand Brothers are not one person. Okay. Uh, so right. you went Gable, Tom <laughs> Terry, John, and then Kale. You got to get rid of one now. You gotta get rid of it. <laughs> I'm no, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. <laughs> You're just making another. We, we may have to. We, we're gonna have to keep. You know, it's 2023. You got to keep expanding that wall, that mountain. You know, and I hope that there's a young guns wrestler. You know, someday gonna be on that. Uh, you know, there's some, been some really, really good ones. So we'll see someday. They keep working. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, man. All right, Jody. Um, thank you very much for coming on. We're not going to take up too much more of your time, but if there's anywhere that people can get a hold of you for camps or anything like that, where do you want people to get a hold of you? Oh, yeah, we have a, a website. Um, it's all updated. Camps are they're filling up fast already for this summer coming up. So, but it's younggunswrestlingcamps.com. All right. Joey Strickmeyer, thank you so much for coming on. We'll talk to you next time, brother. All right. I appreciate it. Happy holidays, guys. You too, buddy. See you guys.